Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Show Spoilers, Episode 13, Westworld Season 2 Premiere. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Brackett, and I am joined this season by Brad Hyen. Happy to be here, Kevin. Uh, If you're wondering where Roger is, you can find Roger, of course, over on Shad on TV. So go ahead and uh, subscribe to their podcast, Shad on TV, on iTunes. Go to ShadOnTV.com and also follow them at Shad on TV. So I feel like the end of an Avengers movie or something, but Roger will return at Mr. Robot's next season. So uh, just just going back over to the Shad on TV, which is as expected. So I, I brought in Brad. Uh, he is a new fan to Westworld, but also very into the show as I am. And so I'm going to get his perspective this season and we'll probably bring in other guests. We'll bring in other fans and, and friends of the show and, and uh, we'll have a good time this season. So I, I'll tell you what. Uh, that was a hard 17 months to get through between seasons. But I know Brad had a little different experience than me, Brad. Tell, tell everybody how you watched Westworld. I watched it uh, in less than a week on HBO Now and didn't get to experience the theorizing and everything that Kevin got to last year. And but looking you forward- bastard, you got to binge it where <laughs> I had to wait every Sunday. It was the highlight of my week. It was Sunday night. I actually, you know, usually you're going back to work the next day. But it's like, oh, well, at least Sunday we've got Westworld. You, sir, just went yeah. through all of them. But in, in, at the same time, I miss that experience that we both had with Lost back in the day where we got to take a week and read all kinds of fan theories and all kinds of things that could or may, ha- you know, may happen. And, and that, that's half the fun of the, watching the show, too. So I agree completely. And so um, I, I had the opportunity uh, earlier in the year to contact HBO and request screeners for Westworld. You know, I thought about it for a little bit and I decided that if I did get screeners, I wouldn't be able to follow it week to week as far as theory articles, this podcast dissecting, sure. uh, going on to Reddit, all that stuff. If I had the first half of the season, I could not ethically or contractually talk about the show. And, right. and you just said it. You nailed it. It's half the fun. So I'm actually happy that uh, I didn't get the screeners from them. It allows me to experience it the way that I like to. As a fan. As a fan, exactly. And, uh, you know, we can still criticize the show. We can go week to week. And, you know, that's what we do. Brad and I are both film critics. We actually review a lot of different things, theater, television, and all that. But uh, yeah, that that we can do that, but still be fans too. And, And so it's the best of both worlds. Before we get into this episode too much, though, let's tell everyone where they can find us. So if you're not already, uh, of course, follow the show at all the spoilers. And then you can follow myself on Twitter. It's at Kevin R. Brackett. Brad, where can they find you? You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. Awesome. And then, of course, like I said, follow the gang at Shad on TVs. Follow Roger Roper, Gene Lyons, Dick Ebert. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably are familiar with them and, and we're, we're all in good company here. So it'll be a lot of fun this season. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing theories with everybody. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Let's do it. So after 17 months of waiting, we're finally back at, at uh, Westworld here. And, uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure how they were going to start things off because obviously that they left us on a hell of a cliffhanger. Oh my goodness. No I mean, kidding. when we when you saw that party uh, with the Delos executives and, and everything that went down, I mean, first of all, the show's called Show Spoilers. So expect <laughs> some spoilers here, folks. Uh, don't expect to listen to the season two, episode one and not hear anything from season one. It's going right. to all happen. But of course, we had the uh, big party for Ford's new narrative and uh, Dolores shot him. So Ford is dead and uh, I will get into it this episode, but I believe he is dead for reals. Uh, Some people theorize that he may have been a host, may have been a clone. 
Uh, so we'll get in that anything's possible. It, well, with this show, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of possibilities. But I believe Ford is dead, and uh, I was wondering how are they going to pick it up? Is it going to be pure chaos, or are we going to get a little bit of a slower burn? And I feel like it was slower. Yeah, I expected it to be this this insane, like uh, you know, just picking up right where we left off. Sure. And it didn't. Uh, it actually. It had uh, one of the interrogation scenes, just like we saw sure. uh, one of the interviews, like between Bernard and it's Bernard. I got to make sure I'm saying this right with everything we learned in season one between Bernard and Dolores. And uh, the first thing that caught my attention was it seemed different. So it was the same kind of a setting, but something seemed off, which leads me to believe that maybe things aren't as they appear. What were your thoughts of their interaction in this episode? I definitely felt the same way. Um, and we see very quickly either during or right after that interview that like, there's a lot of things that flash up on the screen that there's a lot of, uh, pieces of, uh, think of what we're going to see throughout the season. So we know that we're dealing with different timelines. Yeah. And it, I don't so think this question. interview is happening right after the event. I uh, no, definitely not. I don't believe that. I mean, because we're we're about to get into it, but we see where all the characters are right after the event. Yeah. This would make no sense for Dolores to be dressed this way. Uh, you know, Bernard, if that is Bernard, and again, there's more theories on that, but uh, if this is Bernard, not Arnold, or not some third Bernard, or whatever the theories <laughs> may be, then he's he's chilling on the beach. He's not at a, you know, he's not looking clean cut and interviewing. Right. So it begs the question, we've got three, I think we have three possible options. There's really infinite, but I'm right. going to say it's either this is right after the party, which we don't think. This is sometime in the future. It could be when things get all wrapped up nice and clean. Delos puts gets their act back together. This could right. be immediately after the end of the season or the last sure. episode. Um, or this could be some, or, or this could be back in the olden days. It could be back, uh, which leads to the question, is this Arnold or is it Bernard? Right. Yeah, it's, it's so not, complicated. And until we get more, you know, week to week here, it's yeah. going to be really difficult to get a concise answer on that yeah and the first and remember the first season it's like you got to remember obviously we didn't get that arnold reveal until a lot later in the season so when we saw those interviews we thought that it was bernard right and it comes to find out you know again spoiler alert it's the last time i'm gonna say it that was arnold and dolores not bernard uh and so so right off the bat when you see this it's a familiar scene but something feels off about it and so that's why I think that it, if this show is going to go the route of the twist and the mind blow, that this may be a scene of an interrogation after all the events of season two. That's just a real early yeah. fan theory. Let's sure. put it that way. It's valid. Um, but so the very beginning of the season, I don't want to skip over this. We kind of glossed over it, but you noticed, and I noticed right away. Right away, the opening the credits. The intro is different. Right. Same song. Yep. I mean, you get that intro that sounds familiar, but right off the bat, we've got different visuals. So the horse that the machines are creating in season one is now a buffalo. And we see this buffalo, or we see a buffalo in this yeah. first episode. And I believe it came up, it came up uh, toward the end of the first season, too. They were working on a buffalo for the, for the new narrative. Oh, for the narrative. That makes right. sense. Yeah. And so what's interesting is we see a lot of things in this opening that we see in this episode, whereas the first one, you know, we went all season and it had the same intro. I'm not saying we're going to get different intros, but it would be interesting. It's the fact that they're focusing so much on a buffalo, and the buffalo is shown in this episode 
it just makes me think it's kind of weird to show it. Whereas last season, a horse, that makes sense. They all ride horses, right? Exactly. What's the, what would a season long significance of a Buffalo be? So that got me thinking every episode, maybe now they've got more fans, maybe a bigger budget. Are they going to tweak the intro? It'll be interesting to see if season episode two, we get a little bit different intro, but so we get the Buffalo there. Uh, we get a close up of an eye uh, in season one, but that's replaced by a Petri dish and some kind of a black liquid. Uh, I no idea what that means. I don't know if it's generic experimentation or if we're going to get into that more. I think we're getting into the possibility of hosts being able to reproduce. Really? Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point. Uh, another thing that it might be is cloning because we find out that Delos is actually extracting guest DNA. Yes. So does this Petri dish and whatever this thing is that's growing, the cellular-like structure, is that going to be DNA cloning? So sure. So might be might be a little foreshadowing there. Uh, the next thing that we get that's changed, uh, we see instead of two hosts getting it on in the like skeletal form, sure. we see a mother and her baby. Right. That's a big difference. Now, what's interesting, and you just touched on it, is obviously from season one, two people getting it on was the result of that. Yeah. Right? A child. Sure. So it's interesting that you say that because that would be, if we're going to go season one is, is kind of like, you know, step one and season two, the interest stuff is step two. Yeah. Is that what they are? I, I think that's a great guess. Yeah. Um, something that was very subtle that I noticed only when going back and comparing the screenshots was that the hands playing the piano look different. Did you notice that before? I didn't until this very moment. You're right. They I don't think much that's bigger just, hands. Uh, I think they have to be bigger hands, right? Yeah. I mean, these the hands from season one that are playing the piano look very small, and and there definitely is a larger set on the piano in season two. They're playing the same keys. They're playing the same song along with the intro, but. Uh, I think they're, yeah, look at the thumb structure. Uh, sure. If you want to see all this, uh, Brad and I, as I'm sure you're familiar with, we write for ReviewSTL.com, and I did put up an article comparing side-by-side all the season one and season two intro screenshots. So go ahead and pull that up right now if you want to, and I'll put a link to it in our description. Uh, but yeah, clearly different hands. Now, what I was thinking was season one followed very heavily Dolores, right? Right. So I thought maybe season one was kind of all about Dolores. It was about how she was created, which we found out she's the first host ever created in the sure. park. It was all about her story. Season two, uh, I know it's still heavy on Maeve, and obviously we have the whole childbirth thing, but also Bernard slash Arnold. It seems like he is going to be a main focus here because he's a host that is living in a, in a in an area where they're killing all the hosts after right. this catastrophe. So it kind of seems like he's the one that we're rooting for. We hope he survives and hope he makes it. What, do you, what are your thoughts? I on agree that? completely with the Bernard um, comments that you just made. And uh, I, I think Maeve is right up there, too, as one of the yeah. going to be one of the main stars of this, of this season. I think Maeve primarily had, with the baby and the, and the mother in the intro. Definitely. Because, yeah, obviously, if you compare, if you look at the face of the mother and the child host in the intro, it looks just like Maeve. It's definitely has yeah. to be Maeve. But uh, yeah, so this other one, I'm thinking the piano hands, it could just be a switch. It could not really pertain to any particular character, but I'm just going to guess it's, it's Bernard slash Arnold. So uh, moving on, we get to see a little bit more of the landscape like we do in this episode. Instead of the, uh, like the Western mountains, we see an island or, or a lot of land surrounded by water. And obviously we get into that more in the next, episode, or in the next part of the episode uh, when they actually walk around the park and see what they're getting into. The next one, if the computer will load it fast enough, uh, you know, the first the first intro to the season, they put a lot of focus, a lot of shots on a gun, a gun being crafted and then a bullet firing out of the gun. Very cool slow motion effect. Now we're seeing hair. And I 
I jumped to Dolores, it looks like long, light colored hair. hair. Yeah. For so sure. uh, I guess they could dye it. Everything's white before the hosts are made, before they put skin on them and all that. So I guess it could be any long hair. But uh, I'm guessing it's Dolores's hair. We get some cool close-ups and everything on that. Uh, again, we see the buffalo instead of that gun in slow motion. So they're putting a lot of focus on the buffalo. Too much focus for me to think that it's a throwaway. So either there's a very significant something is going to happen this season with the buffalo, yeah. or it's uh, episode one buffalo and it changes. So we'll know by next episode for sure. And then I love seeing the black hat, which I have to think is the man in black's hat. Uh, instead yeah, of a close-up on a host. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to see the hat. Uh, obviously, the man in black is going to be a deeper character this season because last season it was a mystery. Who is the man in black? Of course, we found out it was William. Uh, I have to ask you, as a, a binge watcher, when you were watching the show, since you didn't have week to week to dissect it and discuss it, yeah. did you pick up on William as man in black before the finale? I didn't. Okay. I wish I did. How, that was... Well, that was really cool. That is going to be my question, though. See, the I, moment that it was happening was when I, of course, figured it out. You know, just seconds before he lifted his head. Was and it mind saw, blown after yeah, watching it was, nine episodes? Because that's the moment that you realize that that's a completely different timeline. This yeah. is happening way however many years ago, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, that's, 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 that's cool. So I was talking with some friends about this, and uh, I, I was like, you know, I really like discussing it week to week. I wouldn't change it. I love all the theories and doing the podcast. But I didn't get the reveal like some people got where I talked to them that, that watched maybe on catch up. Like they didn't watch from the first week, but eight or nine weeks in, they were binging it, trying to catch up for the finale. And some of their minds were blown when they found out William was for Man sure. Black. And rightfully. But, but episode from episode two, when, the, when William and Logan were introduced, I didn't call it back then, but I started thinking, who could this be? Are these different timelines? And the episodes to follow about halfway through the season, I was calling... Wow. That's William is man of black. And so when we got there, I was like, I mean, it was more of a, yeah, I was right, but it wasn't like a, my, <laughs> that's a good call though. So, but that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. And I'm glad that you had it. Yeah, it changes the whole like feeling of the show for me because you're watching it week to week and you know, there's, there's so many layers to this show yeah. with, and especially when they, they throw that at you. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. And then when I had, I sat there in disbelief for a good, <laughs> you know, for the rest of the episode, but like, that's when I knew that like, I love this show. I can't wait to see where it goes and yeah, had no idea where it was going to go, but absolutely. It, that's, that's really cool yeah. perspective to get. And I think a lot of the people listening to this f- podcast are the fan theories, the podcasters themselves, the Redditors, if you will. And so uh, most of us are experiencing it the way that I did. And that's really great to have that other perspective and uh, damn you for not having to wait 10 weeks to finish this <laughs> arc. Though, I will say, or maybe 11. I can't remember if they took a week off. I feel like they did, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. Uh, they show the host and her baby again. Again, I, I think definitely this season is going to be about Maeve trying to reconnect with her child. We'll get into yeah. those scenes, but obviously sure. that's going to be a heavy theme. So uh, Maeve and her child, we'll call it, uh, instead of just a random player piano. Uh, we get some more landscape shots. And then I think the last most important difference is instead of uh, in season one, at the very end, when they're showing a host first being made and they're in their all white skeletal form, they show them in some kind of this white liquid. And they showed this when we're in Dr. Ford's, I don't think it was his office. It was either near his office or in a different part of the park. But when he's talking to Bernard, they show a host being made and he's not liquid. And you see that white liquid and all that. But in season two, they make a, a point to show three different shots, very similar angles to the original, but yet the host is in water and yeah. water could be baptism. You know, when, when it's, you know, it could be baptism. It could be something to do with birth. 
Uh, it could be something to do with death or drowning. Like at the end of this episode, we get into some of those yep. uh, themes. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- it's important. Whatever it is, that change is significant enough. But I don't think we quite have the evidence to solve it yet. Do, any thoughts from you on the water significance? Not really. You've covered it with uh, with baptism and even birth. You threw in there, and I, okay, you know, like water yeah, breaking i mean it's a different yeah. if it's a metaphor though you know i mean i yeah. just think of like water breaking or a water birth is a yeah. type of birth baptism or or whatnot or the, the drowning that we'll we'll get into here sure cool so that's the intro um i think what i really would like to do this episode is i, I i've i've broken this down already in written form on review stl but uh, i want to discuss with you point by point the things that we learned from this episode so this episode answered a lot of questions. I was happy with where it went. Obviously, it brought up a lot more questions, but we did get answers. Yeah. Uh, answers to where some characters were, answers to uh, how certain things function, some big questions. So let's just jump right into it. Sure. Uh, right in the beginning of the episode, or near the beginning, I should say, after the interview between Dolores and Bernard, quote-unquote Bernard, or we call him Bernardold, <laughs> we, you know, that was that was what I was calling him when I was predicting that they were the sure. same person. I, it was Bernardold. Uh, but anyway, we see Stubbs. So the last time we saw Stubbs, he was being taken away by Ghost Nation, those hosts out, out in uh, the park. So we didn't know if he was alive or not. And all of a sudden, I mean, within minutes of the show starting, there he is. There he so, is. so good old uh, third Hemsworth brother. Uh, <laughs> that's This is Luke Hemsworth. Yes. Right? I want to make yes. sure I get my, my Chris and my Liam and my Luke all right. Um, but yeah, I'm glad he's back. I liked him on the show, so good to see him Still back. no sign of Elsie. No sign of Elsie, but did you see the Easter egg from last season? I know since you weren't watching week to week, you might not have. I didn't, no. Okay, so at the end of last season, there was something where you went to a website, and it was like it was like a distress signal, and it was it almost looked like a night vision, if I remember correctly. It was either green or red, but it looked like a, a distressed kind of night vision signal. Yeah. And it was, was it coming from her, and it was Elsie. Okay, which would mean that she's still alive somewhere. Because the show leads you to believe that he, that she, the Bernard killed her, killed her, yeah, right? Because they allude to that he's done it before. Yeah, and uh, we never saw her again. So it was when a really yeah, we don't even see her in this episode. She's not yeah. referenced, other than I think they do say like, "Oh, where have you seen Elsie?" Like no one's seen her. So. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that that comes into play soon because I would like to know what that distress signal is all about. Uh, but so far we don't know what happened to her, but right off the bat, Stubbs is okay. So that's good. And he, uh, he's the one that, uh, stumbles upon, I guess he doesn't stumble upon him. It was the, uh, Delo search and rescue crew stumbles upon Bernard, Bernard, but Stubbs is the one that steps in and says, Hey, 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 that's, you know, that's an important person there. And so they go off and we're introduced to what new character this season, uh, actually played by one of the Skarsgård brothers. So yeah, we talk about the third Hemsworth. Now we have the third Skarsgård. So it's not Alexander. It's not Bill. But it's Gustav. Gustav. So Gustav plays a character called Carl Strand, and he is the head of operations for Delos. And he is in charge of this whole mess and and cleaning it up and getting to the bottom of it. So we're introduced to him, and uh, he and he and Bernard have some kind of tense interactions because he knows that uh, you know Bernard was in management there, and all this stuff went down, and he's like, I need to get to the bottom of this unless you're not going to tell me anything like he he seems kind of suspicious and bernard is very out of it do you think so, he knows bernard's a host i don't think he knows yeah i don't think he I knows didn't get the impression that he did no i you know i just i think that just bernard is acting a little wonky right. so. and he's trying to hide that he's that we'll get to later you know dripping from the ears yeah that that's, fluid. Yeah. so 
like I feel like he's trying to keep that secret alive. Definitely, definitely. Uh, th- this entire season, in my opinion, and that's why they show you how how um, hostile the hosts are being treated. So basically, what we see is they're on the beach. All these, all this aftermath of the uh, the massacre at the reveal party. Uh, they are going around and rounding up all these rogue hosts, and they're shooting them in the head. They're yep. they're putting them out of their misery, so to speak. So that is what uh, he is trying to avoid. So this season, or at least the first half of the season, however long this arc lasts, uh, is going to be about Bernard keeping his secret because yep. we find out in this episode no one knows. Uh, you know, we find out that all the characters that interact with them think he is Bernard and management and, and, uh, right. employee. He's on the VIP list. Carl is the first one to make a big revelation in this episode as well about the location of, of Westworld as well, saying he makes like some kind of comment about getting off of his island. Yeah. Like, the government. So yeah. it looks like, um, maybe Chinese government, uh, there's somewhere it would appear in Asia would be yeah. my guess. And, uh, he, he has the military that's there to uh come do the kind of like the rescue operation they're there to assist and he says that uh we're gonna have them sign ndas and then get off the island so we we we're we're led to believe it's somewhere in asia it is an island or multiple islands maybe an island per park separated by water which another thing we hear about later is Mm -hmm. how many parks there there at least are absolutely Absolutely. So uh, we're about to get there. So we're kind of just running down. So if you're watching the episode and it's fresh in your mind, we're going to kind of go point by point in chronological order. So next, uh, we find out that uh, that when he's when Carl is questioning Bernard, he says that communication has been down for two weeks. And that's why Bernard needs to fill him in. And so we know that the time between the massacre and the rescue operation is two weeks, roughly two weeks. It was 11 days. Uh, That's what we find out because uh, another new character is introduced uh, to us. Um, He is kind of like the tech guy. And he uh, he is uh, his name is Antoine Costa is the character. Uh, played by Ferris, uh, and he is uh, he is the one that we that finally solves the mystery of how do these hosts operate. We know they're computer controlled, not a network, and all that good stuff. But what's the what's the mechanics? What is the you know what is the CPU or the what is guiding them? And we find out that each host actually does have a a cylindrical computer in their head. Yeah, which we've seen heads in the past. We've seen the Man in Black cut open someone's head and you know scalp him and see the maze right uh, but he never he never cut below the brain, there's, the just brain like, right? there's just a little layer of a brain to make you think there's a full brain right, in there but i think that was a big surprise because yeah, for sure when you're scalp when they're scalping these characters and you see a brain who would think there was something under underneath there? It, it looks yeah. like it's a full brain so right. very clever for because i guess there are native americans in the park so if they want to play quote-unquote cowboys and indians and they probably figure that someone's going to scalp someone. At least they will see the brain there, but they do have to hide the the brains of the operation, so to speak. I guess that's. Kind I wonder of a, what stopped in the however thirty years or so that Westworlds existed that stopped a, a guest from getting that deep into a head. You know, because there's a lot of death and. I can't think there would be anything other than the fact that maybe you just don't have a lot of sickos that are cutting the brain out of a head. Yeah, right. I mean, I know that everyone's there to kind of blow off steam and and play cowboys and Indians and shoot them ups and all that. But at the end of the day, it is very realistic. Remember, these hosts look like humans and their blood looks like blood and their brains looks like brain. You have to be a special type of person to cut someone's scalp off and dig in their brain, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, sure. I mean, you are a special. You probably kind of, wouldn't be welcome back at the park. Again. Yeah, and, and also uh, that may be in what you sign and all the paperwork. You know, true. Obviously, yeah. there's a huge waiver uh, for sure. You go in the park, and 
I'll tell you right now, when I get on a roller coaster at Six Flags and I buy a ticket or a season pass, I am assuming responsibility. You know, they have you sign things. Uh, if you're going to a park where there's guns and cliffs and, and large animals, you better believe. Yeah. When I went parasailing over in California, like I had to record into an iPad that I'm well aware of the dangers that I might yeah. die doing this. And you can't even fake the signature. It's like right, he is yeah. there on camera. Right. So I bet you there's something where they say like, you can't deal with the internal computer mechanisms or something. Sure. But that makes but, sense. But, but mystery solved. That's cool. So we know they each have computers in their head. So, uh, this guy, um, Costa removes the head and he has a tool and, and also the computer is covered by like a plastic or a metal type of plate. So he kind of cuts yep. off the top of this plate that, that protects it. And then he, yeah, he uses the device to extract this little cylindrical computer. And then he plugs it into almost like a docking port, like you would a game, like plugging your switch into the docking port. He plugs in the little computer into yep. this little circle docking port. It's like and a big USB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a big USB uh, dock. And uh, he sees video footage. And this is where we find out about the 11 days and nine yep. hours, is it? Uh, yeah, 11 days, nine hours ago. So that's the exact time that we see Dolores going around. And she says something to the effect that, um, I don't know if I have it on my notes here, but she says something to the effect of like, not everyone's meant to to go to the next level or whatnot. Not everyone, right. whatever this host uprising is that the Dolores slash Wyatt character is, is doing, yeah. uh, she's actually killing some of her own hosts. So that's what we see. And immediately uh the costa he's like isn't that the rancher's daughter and you know it, she's supposed to be on you know that's she should be on script and and so at this point we know that we're looking for dolores and we know the hosts are capable of things that they should not be able to right. do which we all know of course but you know this is what the search and rescue team is clearly seeing that uh she's not even a character that has a gun normally that's i think the biggest concern sure because yep. these other cowboys out there you know the bad ones like trevor from gta 5 you know that that that's that <laughs> yeah. one the actor with the handlebar mustache yep. is, is the actor that plays trevor i wish i could remember his name but he's so great yeah uh he's the one that always uh you know deals with the guy drinking milk and and uh in the in the first season shooting up uh dolores's house and her parents and everything but uh yeah so he uh he it would make sense that if his um his programming was disrupted that you can kill guests he's still a killer he's a killer type character sure. whereas Dolores is the rancher's daughter right she has a paintbrush and an easel and a can that rolls around that someone's supposed to pick <laughs> up and hand to her you know that's her loop right yep so very interesting to see that that hosts like that are have been reprogrammed and so we know late in last season that Dolores was programmed with the Wyatt narrative. We heard about Wyatt. He was very elusive in the beginning of the season. And then at the end, we find out that Wyatt shot up a whole town. And then we find out that uh, Teddy, James Marsden's character, was kind of hanging out with Wyatt. And so they repurposed and Ford re-uploaded for this Journey into Night narrative that Dolores got the Wyatt part. And yeah. so whatever she's doing is being influenced by this this crazy murderer, Wyatt. And uh, the thing that really caught me off guard is how quickly Dolores switched. I mean, yeah. just snap of a finger, flip of a switch. Dolores went from being curious, you know, finding her consciousness that she was working on in all the stories with Arnold, uh, the stuff that we see with Bernard. I mean, that's Dolores rediscovering and repurposing, finding herself like she did with Arnold. So we saw all that throughout the first season. And then all of a sudden, once she got this narrative, she changed. I mean, she became a killer. Yeah. Uh, 
And I think the biggest question is going to be, Dolores thinks that this new character, quote-unquote, is her, that it's her own character she's making. Right. But is it? Or is this Dr. Ford knowing that they were about to steal his creation out from under him, fire him? Is this Ford cleaning house, protecting his, his creation, and making Dolores think? Yeah. My idea is that Maeve is the only one that truly found consciousness. Because if you remember, Maeve uh, was able to make her own decisions. It, it didn't look like it at first because remember right. her whole thing was scripted. Even when she thought when they were, she was, mm-hmm. we saw on the tablet, was she working with Bernard and Bernard showed her the tablet, I think. I think Bernard, if not, it was the two repair guys. Okay. That yeah. Were, oh, yeah. no, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Felix and Sylvester. It may have been. You them. know their names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're great. They're yeah. great. Um, uh, it may have been them. Uh, it's it's uh, Leonardo Nam, uh, Leonard Nam, and uh, oh, uh, uh Ptolemy Slocum are wow. the actors that play both of them. They are great. I follow them on Twitter. Uh, I loved the interaction of Felix yeah. and Sylvester. Yeah, they were really good in the first season. We didn't see... We didn't see either of them. Yeah, we didn't. In this in this episode. So uh, I really hope... Well, we know that um, Felix is okay. It's Sylvester, the one that was kind of running the, uh, the underground uh, quickie ring. In the, yes. you know, uh, he got beat up a little bit. He got, um, he got his throat cut, and then he was saved. He had something else happen to him. I mean, he got pretty messed up, but I feel like they kept saving him. I don't know that we ever saw uh, Sylvester die. So I think they could both be very well okay. Uh, So hopefully we'll see more of them. But anyway, you're right. They showed showed Maeve her programming. And even though she thought it was, again, this programming, this very tricky programming of, you know, oh, I found consciousness. I'm making my own decisions. But no, it predicts every word she was on loop. But the thing that was not programmed was getting on the train and then getting, getting off, the off train. of the train. Yeah. That was her decision. And so that I believe is the only real conscious choice uh, that's been proven. Sure. Now it looks like Dolores found consciousness because she killed Ford, right? Like I don't believe but that. that's the same way that Wyatt killed whoever he was killing in the, in his that's narrative the same as way well. Dolores killed Arnold from the back of the head. Remember? Yeah. So, and th- which I think was kind of based on, I think that narrative is based on okay. Dolores shooting Arnold in the back of the head. That's what she did to Ford. So, but the question is, is that part of the narrative? Did, Hor- did Ford commit suicide by host? Did he? So Dolores thinks, and we're supposed to think she made that decision. I don't think it's been proven yet that she has. Yeah. She's, I think she solved the maze. She solved the maze that Arnold, uh, you know, set her up on, but that was a long time ago. Dolores and Arnold is a lot different than Dolores and Bernard. You know what I mean? Dolores sure. and Bernard, they're re- they speak to each other different. Yeah. that stuff, right? right? And so Ford has this whole journey into night narrative, and he also has um, you know programmed her with the Wyatt stuff. And we see Dolores as being such a different character. I just don't know if she would snap like that and be this much Wyatt on her own or this much of a killer. Yeah, so it's. I- Hard to say. We're one episode in the ten too, so it's we like, don't have the answer. It's going yeah, into it's, the questions category. Yeah, uh, but that's going to be my prediction. I think it's a head fake. I don't think that she she definitely with Arnold found a sort of consciousness, but I think what she's doing now may be different than that. So we're gonna have to see. Uh, moving moving right along here, uh, after we found the computers, uh, we get into the interaction with Charlotte Hale. So of course, from the Dallas board, we found out that. The wonderful Tessa Thompson, who we recently saw in Thor Ragnarok, so good as Valkyrie. She's great. Uh, She returned. Uh, She's always a pleasure. I'm so glad that she's alive, and and it looks like we'll be seeing a lot of her hopefully this season. But uh, she's she's has no idea that 
Bernard as a host. So this tells us that, uh, you know, even people with the know, even people with secret stations hidden in the park, people that are sneaking out, smuggling packages and DNA, she does not know anything about the Bernard. So I believe that Ford kept that under wraps. He is the only one that knew and uh, he has not been discovered. But didn't the lady, I can't remember her name from the first season, who Maeve had, knows. I no, know. The uh, lady he had romantic uh, she relationship with. She didn't know? She did not know. Uh, she knew maybe when, oh, she knew when when he was well, killing when, her. When he, yeah, when that oh, happened. Okay. He definitely, well, yeah, if you remember in that scene, Ford, I thought there was a scene there were Ford is there the with end. him, and, and uh, you see he commands Bernard like a host to kill her. To kill her. Yeah, so, uh, but, but I she did not she, know before that. Okay. She didn't know I must when be misremembering that scene then because I thought when she was showing him, she showed him the paper with his model on it. And well, yeah, that's when she that's, finds out. I it's the scene that she out. dies. Yeah. Okay. Well, because at first, that's when he says it doesn't look like, like anything, anything to me. Yeah. There's a doorway that Bernard has completely been. Can't uh, see. Yeah, yeah, has been blocked out for him. And so that's what they do when they don't want hosts to see things that are like, like secret passageways and doors. And so he says that famous line. I love that. It doesn't look yeah. like anything to me. <laughs> We've been saying that a lot lately. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, yeah, he, she knew for about three minutes and then she was goner. So yeah, uh, it, it, it leads me to believe that no one else, uh, with the exception of Maeve who knows his programming. And, uh, uh, I think, was I think it the, her and Felix? The, yeah. I think the scientists him? know, um, know as well felix knows because he patched him up in the head after he was shot so uh if you remember last season just as a refresher ford made bernard shoot himself in the head uh but he was repaired so um but but he's not looking too good this episode and and i think there's more to it than just uh being jostled around obviously something happened in this whole thing whether it was during the shootout whether it was from him shooting himself the water situation um he's not doing too well so let's go through this we we go and see a bunch of the delos uh, members the board members and their guests escaping into this barn and two of them are bernard and charlotte hale and so she is basically saying you know bernard i know you want to protect these your work and everything but don't try to be the hero uh we get a whole bunch of these rowdy uh rightfully so all these board members that are scared for their lives and they see a stable boy come into the barn and they instantly want to kill him. And it's, it's a host. like, he's one of them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Bernard says, no, he's, he's harmless. He's just a stable boy. And they're like, no, he's a, he's a computer. He's a machine. And so he tries to stop them. They push him over. And then that's where we see him pull some kind of liquid out of his ear. Right. And we come to find out it is that white, uh, there's a word for it. It's like cognitive fluid or we'll, we'll get there. Sure. But, uh, there it's, I think it's that white stuff. That's yeah. my guess. Yeah. I don't know if there would be two different white fluids in the show. Uh, not even to talk yeah. about the dirty kinds, but yeah. we're just talking about the, the host white fluids. And I wonder here. why it's the, like that cerebral fluid and not, not just blood. Cause you know, there's blood in his head as well too. Well, yeah. I, that is the stuff that surrounds the brain computer, right? Yeah. So, so when As we see the, when they open when up they the, opened up the brain and got the computer out, it was yeah. sitting in kind of like a. Some kind um, of. I think I have to think that that creates the uh, electric charge, like the conductor that runs these yeah. robots, for lack of a better word, because even though they do have this organic 
type of body, they they run on a computer, right? right? And so how does a body charge? So movement, kinetic energy can charge the robots. Again, we don't get into battery packs or electricity, but my guess is that they're hooked up and their movements generate electricity and this fluid is conductive and that's the electricity that powers the computer. Makes sense. Uh, So that's his fluid that started leaking either during whatever scuffle that happened or uh, when he was hit really hard in the barn. But but that's the stuff that we find out later in the episode. Uh, the computer gives him like an hour or so, like less than an hour to live or something. What does it say? A couple hours? I think it was like 72 minutes or something. It, yeah, it was something very close to like around an hour. But yeah. um, we're, we're about to get there. But but that is one of the things that's like, geez, this guy is not in good shape. He's uh, he's blacking out and having weird vision and everything. Uh, but yeah, this is the scene that, that really, I think, uh, messes him up for, for good if he doesn't fix it. So um and moving on again uh we basically see the hosts uh we see the hosts ambush the uh charlotte bernard and the other delos members because they see what looks like the repair technicians their car and they see a guy in the white biohazard type suit the people that go and reset all the hosts and collect them during the evening and and all that so they see that and bernard and charlotte figure out that it's a setup and and they kind of go look from behind a rock or behind something and all the like ghost nation and and the bad hosts uh, attack these other Dallas board members and uh they're i mean they're they're killing them at point blank they tell the one main guy that looks like he's probably important or high up to run yep. and then don't they shoot him in the back yep so these hosts are not messing around i mean they are they're ruthless uh, but uh bernard says well you know how are we going to get all the way to this other station there's only one station within a couple miles and that's when charlotte says Nope, there's another one. And she leads them to we we saw we saw Dolores and Bernard or Dolores and Arnold using these kind of stations. We saw Ford using these stations. The one where you pull a rock or like looks like something out of a you know the old Batman or a, a James Bond movie or something, or you yeah. pull a rock or a lever and then all of a sudden out of the ground comes this elevator system. Yeah. And so she ends up going to this station and it's all underground. Uh, there's DNA, uh, kind of like uh, when you go to Disney and you press your thumbprint. It has a little thing that you put your DNA on to it's huge. track you. Yeah, it, it's this huge underground thing that even Bernard, who is high up in management and knows about all these different stations and programming and, and, and points, he had no idea this existed. Right. Uh, so this appears to be what Delos and Charlotte and whoever she's working with uh, were using to smuggle out DNA and, and packages. They also have drone hosts, which is new. Yep. We've never seen this. This is a host that doesn't have skin or hair or any of the aesthetics. They just look like the white skeletal, skeletal structure yeah. that we see being dipped in and out of the white fluid. It's basically them walking around. Pretty creepy moment when it walks up to Bernard. Yeah. Uh, he catches him right in the middle of his tracks, and you think maybe he's going to... Uh, I thought maybe it would be like a giveaway, like he knew Bernard was a host and he was going to capture him. But no, he's just like, get out of my way. He keeps, he, Bernard moves to the side and he keeps walking to whatever he's, he's like dressing hosts. And I don't, you know, he's just like doing random things in the, in right. the background. And uh, Charlotte definitely calls them drone hosts. And Bernard is confused. He says, you have, you have hosts off the network or off the grid working underground. And so they're, they're up to a lot of sneaky stuff. On right. There. And I think collecting this DNA as they go on to talk about is something huge. This is going to be the big one. We're going to put this one over in the category of, we don't know what's going on. I have some theories if you'd like to hear them. Yeah, of course. 
So, uh, of course, Westworld is based on a film. So uh, uh, it was written and directed by Michael Crichton. I believe it was 1973. A few years later, there was a sequel called Future World. Right. What's important about this, and not to say that Westworld has been following the films, you know, beat by beat or anything like that. Obviously, there's a lot of inspiration, and that's what it was adapted from. But what's interesting is when, you, when they talk about smuggling DNA, guest DNA, out, the plot of Future World... Uh, they have a reporter, I believe it's play, he's played by Peter Fonda, and he goes to Delos. Delos in the movies, uh, for those who have not seen them, is the name of the park. So you go to okay. Delos, and then you go to Westworld, you go to uh, Medieval World, you go to Roman World, you go to Future World, but Delos is the park. Delos is Six Flags, or Delos is Disney okay. World, right? Sure. And so they invite him, because he's the one that kind of broke the whole uh, robots going crazy and killing people story, and so they invite him back to Delos and to go to future world to report on how, see, everything's okay. Everything's safe. That was just a fluke or whatever. Uh, but he uncovers that they are inviting a bunch of world leaders to Delos, stealing their DNA, cloning them and putting them back in the world to control them and killing the originals. Yeah. So in this show, we see Delos is smuggling guest DNA. Yeah. I do think that cloning Uh, is going to become a thing in here. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not like thinking, okay, now season two is going to follow future world beat for beat or anything like that, but I can't not connect the dots. I mean, that's yeah. such a similarity that in future world, they were stealing guest DNA and cloning people. And in this one, they're stealing guest DNA. Yeah. Uh, my theory, just a theory again, but my theory is what they're doing. My, my first thought is, I don't know if you thought this, Brad, but when all these Dallas board members, these important people who are very rich and very important to the company are now dead, how is Westworld or Delos going to stay in business, but what if no one knows they're dead? Right? Are they taking the DNA from all these board members and replacing them with their own hosts that look like them and act like them to be able to control things? They they are obviously people of influence, wealth, power, yeah. decision makers. Is that what we're going to? Delos had you know they talk in season one. The park is one thing to the guests and another thing, thing to the to company. The board. Yep, and so. uh I don't think the board necessarily, a lot of these people that died were on the board, but I'm wondering if there's one big head honcho making these decisions that wants to get rid of some board people and get rid of some uh, other high profile guests. It's it's a sound theory. Interesting. It could go so many different ways, but you know, with the the title entrance or the The opening title cards and, and what they're alluding to, I feel like, especially with Maeve, like maybe she's having memories of, of a, her real life, you know, that, that she did give birth and actually have a real daughter, you know? So like, is there a Maeve out there? Are these hosts based on real people, some of them? Is yeah. there a Maeve? The other question is, is it possible? I know that the young Ford does not age because we see him and he looks the same age. Like, the young Ford was created, obviously, some time ago by, uh, I think as a present from Arnold, he says. Yeah. The family, that Ford's family out in the woods. And uh, there's the young Ford that seems to stay the same age. But that doesn't mean that no hosts age, especially futuristic, more advanced hosts. The question is, is Maeve's daughter from back in her earlier loop when she's killed over and over at the farmhouse, Mm -hmm. is her daughter, I don't want to say organic, but does she grow? As in, did Maeve actually have a daughter? And now that daughter is growing up and aging. Is her daughter someone else? Is Charlotte Hale the real Maeve's daughter? The real Maeve's daughter. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not... 
There's no evidence of that. But, <laughs> You're blowing my mind. But I'm, tr- but I'm trying to go twisty, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, twisteroo, Westworld mind blowing type of thing. Yeah, so, especially when we're dealing with all these different timelines, as we yeah. it was illustrated in the first season, and clearly in this one for at least eleven days. Yeah, that so, uh, you know we could be jumping back and forth from different timelines, and and Charlotte could very well be. Yeah, and, and that's just a guess because I'm trying to think. Charlotte's kind of mysterious, and Charlotte's the one. Uh, manipulating people and sending these packages but i just thought what of a twist what if the real mave is the head of delos she is the top whatever you know the the whoever mave was modeled after what if she is the the you know the the uh blofeld or the you know whoever the dr claw from inspector gadget you know the person that right. the big chair spins and reveals that what that's mave no it's the person she was based on and Char- I, charlotte was her real daughter you know and they're working together but i feel like the people in the park like uh i'm gonna keep saying the scientists because i already forgot what you would said their names were, would recognize who the head of their company is uh, when her if they are not a silent investor or a uh like a what's the word i want to use not a go maybe silent investors right like a ghost writer you know someone that does things but you don't know them there there yeah. could be some kind of a th- this is a such a far-fetched theory I'm right. oh yeah yeah longer, <laughs> this but, is just the first episode but <laughs> if, if this happens i'm gonna come back to this lucky yeah. episode oh, 13 and be like that was crazy that was a shot in the dark but anyway so so yeah collecting dna that i think is the one of the biggest things we can pull from this yeah. because uh there was supposed to be a package and we find out the package was a host which leads us to our next point Peter Abernathy, Dolores's father from the beginning of season one. Yep. He is the host that they're looking for. So Charlotte keeps saying that I'm, I'm not going to fill you into all this stuff, whatever. None of it matters unless we find this host. And so Bernard and, and he, Bernard asks, who are we looking for? And she said, his name is Peter Abernathy. He was decommissioned, I think, in the beginning of episode one or it was episode two. It was, very two early, it was very early. Very early on. Yeah, uh, replaced with another host. And yeah. Uh, for the I same am, loop. Uh, he is uh, Lewis Hertham is the actor's name. I do follow him on Twitter. Uh, he gave such a phenomenal performance as Dolores's father. Yeah. Uh, also, when he finds the photograph, uh, which we find out is William's fiance, another mind blower, the photograph that he finds out in the field that makes him start bugging out is a picture that William drops when him and Logan are, are out there doing their crazy vision quest that they're on where, when everything goes to crap at the end of the first season. So he finds that picture and just, just the way that he bugs out and he's looking at it and is so confused the way he deals with Dolores. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. So yeah. Very for such excited. a small part. He, uh, yeah. He nailed it. He, he was blew great. it away. And he was in the credits, the opening credits for this episode. So I was so excited. thinking, oh, Are we going to see Lewis hurt them? All we see is a little thumbnail of yeah. his head when Bernard locates him. But I believe clearly he's going to have to find we're gonna him, see right? him again. Yeah. He's out there somewhere. So I'm excited for him to come back. But he was the package. So the question is, I, I still don't think we've uncovered this, put this in the question mark category, but we know that they take guest experiences that they're recording because Bernard questions that. But what was he taking? Was it the IP? The first thought from last season, uh, we knew that uh, Charlotte Hale was working on something to protect them from if Ford, in his words, gets angry and breaks all his toys, You know, they have their IP so they can right. recreate the hosts and, and replicate it. Uh, so that's an obvious choice. Was there something more advanced? Were they sneaking out some kind of guest DNA with this package as well? Um, but why specifically Peter, though, too? I don't know that it necessarily was important. Um, that's a really great question. Uh, you, you might remember from season one, when Abernathy is decommissioned, Bernard whispers something in his ear, and we never hear what he says. He decommissions right. him, and we see a shot from kind of far away, 
and when he's going away. Um, I don't think we ever learn what it says. Someone, listener, correct me if I'm wrong, and I apologize. This was 17 months ago or more. I know he whispers something, and I don't know if we ever find it out. So was Bernard saying something that Ford told him so that he could do something? Was there some other specialty surrounding him? Maybe from a past loop. We know that he was the professor. He was in like cannibal uh, storyline early on before he became Dolores's father. So not sure what's going on with him yet. We're going to put that under the big question mark. Um, we see Ford. Anthony Hopkins, so to speak, is in this episode. He doesn't have a speaking role. No. He's dead. Uh, we're finding him, remember, uh, 11 days and nine plus hours after the massacre. Uh, if you remember, he was shot through the back of his head and out the front. So uh, that leaves quite a wound. And we see maggots crawling around. I mean, I know it sounds kind of gross. It sounds like something you'd see in The Walking Dead. But my opinion, and Brad, I think you maybe have a little bit something to say here, but my opinion is they showed you that to disprove that Ford was a host or or a clone of himself. A lot of people last year said, oh, Ford's not really dead. I bet you he made a host to make it look like he died, blah, blah, blah. Um, I believe this was to show you that uh, this is real, real organic human material and that uh, you know, they were the bugs, the maggots were feeding on him. Right. What I, was your thought? I very well could see it that way, and it very much could be. Um, but I'm not. I'm not ready to put a hundred percent into okay. into that that he's that he's gone yet. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be a real big head fake if somehow Ford was still around. So yeah, yeah we'll and I'll see. get to my reason on that. Okay. When, yeah. As well, we get to the about, to the end of this, we're about to get to it. So yeah. it actually coincides with my next point. So we found out another big reveal. We know from last season that there's at least one other world because we saw either Samurai World or Shogun World, sure. whatever. You see an SW and there are Samurai. So right. something to that effect. Uh, you know, we never we never hear anything else about it, though. But in this episode, they stumble upon a tiger, a Bengal tiger. And Stubbs is very surprised by that, right? And, and what does Stubbs say? They have them in Park 6. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So we know there are at least at least six parks. So uh, what, what, was, what was your point here? Uh, I know that we find out the number of parks, but also this kind of made you question the Ford thing. What did you see here that I think I missed? Um, if I remember correctly, and we don't have an image of it up here currently, but I thought that the tiger itself was also decomposing with maggots and things like that. So I feel like if there's these, I mean, they're not, they're hosts, as we know, but with like organic matter and stuff like that, that these maggots and and uh, insects would still feast on what they could i wonder if they aren't mag that's a and that's a great question it wouldn't it wouldn't disprove the fort as a host thing if there were maggots i was wondering if there was some kind of a difference like maybe maggots are different than just flies right. buzzing yeah. around or something and again so. it i'm it's after one episode it's really hard to fully vest in any kind yeah. of any kind of theory but like i'm not ready to accept that ford's dead but i could <laughs> you just totally you, understand Hopkins gave such an amazing exactly performance. right None of us want every ford time he dead. was on the screen in season one he just you know he was the smartest guy in the room you got that feeling and he delivered everything really well yeah he and was amazing i Absolutely. i feel like that there's a lot more at stake here that we haven't seen yet. And there's going to be some head fakes and, you know, between all the layers that the show already presents and I'm, I'm just not ready to give up on them. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. No, that's very fair. So we'll, I was going to ask the listeners, if you have any idea about this, if you, if you spotted something that has to do with the tiger, uh, as opposed to Ford's decomposing rotting face, tell us, so send us an email. Uh, you can email us at the show spoilers at gmail.com. Don't forget to put the, in the title there. 
uh, with any questions, comments, corrections, uh, this topic or any other ones, the show spoilers at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to address them uh, either online or during the next show. So yeah, tell us, what do you think about that whole debacle? I'll call it our last big uh, revelation, revelatory type moment, if you will, is at the end of this episode, we see Stubbs, Bernard, the whole uh, QA team, uh, the, the search and rescue team, stumble upon a big grouping of hosts. And earlier in the episode, they Bernard is looking, I believe it's Bernard or, or the tech guy on a tablet, and you see a bunch of yellow dots. And there's a ton of them. Like they say, oh, all the hosts are grouping. And I was thinking, is this part of the narrative? Uh, are all the hosts gathering into some huge, crazy, like, you know, in the in the third Matrix movie when they're all partying in that cave and there's a bunch of people like, is there someone like Zion, like talking to this big thing of hosts, commanding them, like, leading an army? But no, it was more like lemmings, uh, you know, it, they were leading them all to the water. And what they see, they're like, oh, my God, they come up over a hill and look down at this all this water, which they've commented is way more water than there used to be. Somehow there's an influx Some kind of, of water. Flood. Yeah. Uh, and I think that must be somehow, they say that no animal has ever crossed over to another park. And so right. that's one of the concerns with this tiger. Right. So obviously something is going on with the top- topography. Maybe it's due to Ford's narrative they mentioned in, I think, this episode and last episode. Because, uh, yeah, because Lee, he said, uh, Sizemore... He says uh, the reason when he interacts with Maeve, uh, she ends up kind of asking for his help. And, and he says, I, I'm, I can help you because I know this park and Ford has messed with the landscape so much. So did Ford have an effect? Is it some kind of natural disaster? We don't know. Right. Uh, but the, the thing we do know is there are a whole bunch of lemmings hosts that have gone to water and there are hundreds of them yep. dead, just face down, face up on the shore, out in the water. Uh, and and that's that's the big cliffhanger. That's the big end of the episode shot there. And we get a close up of Teddy. Yeah. And so we see on the episode Teddy, like a little puppy dog, is following around Dolores slash Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, he is not happy with what she's doing. Teddy is no, a very but he's devoted to her. We know. Yeah. Yeah. We know that from from last season. Teddy seems like a really good character. He's not a hostile killer. He's a good guy. He's a, yeah. a white hat type character. And uh, but he loves Dolores and will follow her to the end of the earth. And yeah, can you imagine that agony? To yeah, be like you're coded to be devoted to her, but yeah. you know what she's doing is so off the rails. Yeah, that- I I can see, I can kind of see a a uh, a flip here somewhere in this season from Teddy. You know, kind of stepping up and saying, I, "I've had enough of this," or "I can't, I can't support you." Uh, because we don't see Dolores, not saying she isn't in there, but if she was, we would have seen it, I'm sure. Yeah. But we see Teddy, we and we know Teddy. Teddy's off with Dolores being Wyatt and killing people. So he's dead. Hundreds of other hosts are dead. It kind of leads me to believe that somehow Dolores kicked him to the curb, uh, maybe for fighting back, and he's just kind of wandering off. Yeah, and this is... This is the 11 days after the incident, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is about almost two weeks. There's a little bit of foreshadowing in which when Dolores in that opening interview is talking, talking, talking to uh, Bernard about how she dreams of seeing him on or on an island, you know, washed up ashore, whatever. And that's where we, that's how we are introduced to Bernard in this timeline. And then she also has a, a monologue with Teddy on how this is all going to end with them together. But then the episode ends with, with Teddy drowned in that water. So it's like, yeah, what happened in between those days, which we're going to find out, but just so many questions are right. Her pose there. 
Well, what's very interesting is if you think back to season one, what were all the dreams? All the dreams were past memories, right? I mean, all the dreams, quote unquote, that the hosts have, which, uh, you know, people didn't think that the hosts dreamt, but they do. And it's them going through all their past loops and their past memories. So if this interrogation, if this interview between Dolores and who we believe is Bernard is talking about dreams and it's Bernard's dreams, I believe Bernard is, is, is shook, you know, he's shaken. And he's telling Dolores about his dreams. And I I am wondering if this is, again, my theory after the whole incident, after the 12 days in between the massacre and Delos coming in. And I wonder if this quote-unquote dream is Bernard's memories of the past, you know, yeah. where he's been deprogrammed or rebooted. Be. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. But that is the question. How did hundreds of hosts, including Teddy, get to the water and why are they all dead? Were they trying to escape? Now, I mean, I'm led to believe, and what I thought after season one is, okay, now all these hosts are going crazy. They're going to try to get off the island and and get off Westworld and and into the the real world. Were they trying to escape? Or were they led to massacre? Were they led to slaughter? Bernard is able to locate hosts on this underground mesh network that that he finds. Is Bernard going to end up saving the day, still playing the role of Delos management? Is he going to lead them all to death because maybe you know it's either that or they're going to kill all these innocent his last line of the episode was i killed them all well i mean and that's that's the (laughs) we should mention i'm glad you brought that up because the reason we know that is because he says it right he either remembers or some feeling he gets some thing he goes i I, they're there because i killed them all right and that's it cut to black credits really good episode oh yeah um something that kind of disappointed me from the critics of this first episode not necessarily revolving around this one. They actually praise it quite highly. A lot of articles that I read, and this is thanks to Blake, friend of the show, uh, he pointed out a ton of articles that read something like, you know, Westworld has exciting premiere, which it needed, or action-packed second season compared to the slow first season. I watched week to week, and I never felt that way. You binged it. It Did you ever feel like the first season was not good? I never felt like it wasn't good, but... I do think it's kind of a slow burn for a, a little bit of it. I mean, there are some there are some scenes, you know, especially with William and Dolores, where you know it picks up and and gets really exciting. But at the same time, there's a reason why I had to start it over twice, like or start it over once, because when I tried watching it, however many months ago, I was out of town for the weekend and decided to pick it up. I watched three or four episodes, and then for whatever reason, when I got home, I never finished it. And then when the season two was about to air, I decided to pick it up again and. Started over and started over. It's not a show that you can go months exactly and then exactly. So I started it it over and and allowed myself to get immersed into it. So I could I could feel um, where people would feel like it's kind of slow at times. And and there's so many layers too that you could get lost with what's going on until you get the big reveals of Bernard and and what's going on. That like it's the big reveal in the final episode, but you got to get through the first nine. But it's not a it's not a chore to get through the first nine. It's just. I don't. I don't agree with the critics that you just referenced saying that they needed an explosive first episode because, like, well, if you're watching the first episode of season two, then you watched all of season one already. You know, so well, and I, I don't. You know, I was paraphrasing, so I don't want to really take things too much out of context. But I'm going to give you at least three headlines here just to tell you what I was kind of disappointed by, and these are big outlets. NPR. Westworld returns with more plot, less philosophy. So it sounds like they're saying that in the first one was too philosophical too i mean i loved all the things that we explored all the themes that we explored right. about 
philosophy and hosts and consciousness and are they just robots or are they they feel they think they dream and is, is this there- is this that i'm sorry to interrupt sure. um that after five episodes from the t- the screeners or- so the critics received five episodes okay and so i they may be referring to the whole five episodes but they're writing a review for episode one so they may know of five episodes but their headline is that it returns meaning the premiere i would think with more plot less philosophy i'll read you the second one the chicago tribune another big publication Westworld gets a needed upgrade in its pretentious quest for the meaning of not life. I mean, that's a negative headline, but they're saying season two is a needed upgrade. I don't know if it's because these people were late to the game. Maybe they binged them. That's why it's good to have your opinion. But are these people saying that because watching them all together, it feels slow. Like, come on, because week by week, we had so much information to dissect, to digest, to theorize on. I never felt slow or pretentious. I, I was hooked. And, and uh, it just really blew my mind to get headlines like they're praising this episode, but they're that's a backhanded compliment. They're- yeah, I agree. And I didn't get I didn't get any feeling from this episode that it was it, it feel like it picked up right, with the exception of the plot being 11 days later and so on. Yeah. But like, I feel like it picked up right where season one ended, you know, yeah. and like in like but in nothing- the same vein. It was a, a good intense, yeah. you know, on the edge of your seat. What's going to happen? Uh, The last one here that I'll read, and again, not trying to throw them under the bus, just disappointed and confused by these. Uh, Vanity Fair, obviously another huge publication. Headline, Westworld Season 2 Review, A Dramatic Improvement. I mean, a dramatic improvement means you had something to improve from. You can always get better. It could be somewhat of an improvement, but a dramatic improvement? In my opinion, Westworld Season 1, Episode 1, the pilot, the premiere of the entire series, I think is one of the best first episodes of any television show in history i think they pack so much into it it's yeah. so well done so well acted so well written so much mystery they 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 you hit the ground running season sure. one episode one and so i i really enjoyed this episode it was a good return it answered questions but i still don't even think it was as good as season one episode one so for all these critics to say it's a quote-unquote dramatic improvement that's confusing to me yeah. i i don't know what, what don't, did you I feel don't... compared to I don't see it that way. Like yeah. I, like I said, I think it's just, it's a good continuation. You yeah. know, starting where they left off and giving us solid. more questions, giving us you know some information to to have a podcast about and talk. Yeah. You know, discuss and would you call it a solid season yeah. premiere? Yeah, I think I, it was a very solid episode. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, so a lot of answers. Um, I, I will say that pretty much does it for for the main points and things that we learned. I will leave another kind of open ended question for for the fans and for us to to theorize uh, between now and next week. Uh, the man in black, we do see William. We see that he has finally gotten the game that he's been wanting. Uh, there's real stakes. There's death. Uh, hosts can actually kill the guests. And so he, uh, he goes and gets his old outfit. He goes to a, to a chest. I guess when he changed for the party, he got into a suit and tie and he had his man in black outfit, you know, hidden in a chest. So he goes and he puts it on and we realize, uh, that, that this is a new game because he talks to the young Ford that we mentioned earlier, the one that was in the woods with Ford's family in season one. And with Ford the, actually has a message for him and talks through the kid. The creepy ADR um, on there. I will say I did not like it. This is the only thing that I would really say is negative in the episode is it was really hard to understand. 
They had the kid talking, but also a robot talking, and also Ford's voice sometimes layered on top of it. Right. It, was just, it probably sounded good in the sound booth, you know, with headphones or something. Yeah. You know, but you taking need, into account how you it, listen to it, you know, on t- television, sure. you know, it could. I even have yeah. a really good surround sound system. Like I was listening with a center channel with an ice receiver. I mean, it was. I almost asked you to turn captions on, I, but it wasn't really very long. Wish, <laughs> wish I did. I didn't even go back and rewatch it. I mean, it got the gist of what he was saying, right. but it was tough. Uh, but what what this kid, what the young Ford host says to him is, he says, "You're in my game now." So so he says, "Congratulations, you found the center of the maze." He says, "This game now, you need to get back out of it." And so, what is going to happen? What is his journey and his quest going to be? Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens. It's funny. Last season, Man in Black was kind of the bad guy. William, I think, was a good right. guy. Then he turns into Man in Black and becomes the villain. Dolores was the good guy in my point of view. There, she's the one that completely you're flipped. rooting for, right? right yeah. You want her to escape. You want her to find consciousness. You want her to be with Teddy or be with William and, and ride off into the sunset. Well, now Dolores is killing humans. I mean, I know that there's some morality and ethics involved here. And yes, they were killing Dolores a lot and, and you know abusing her. And obviously, these people weren't doing nice things to her. But also, is she just a piece of equipment? Is she a machine? Is she Dulles property? That's what she was built for. Like, I'm just saying, I'm not saying one way or the other, it's for us to discuss, but Dolores is now killing humans. Like, humans cannot be rebooted, unless they're cloned, that's a whole other thing, but humans, and, you know, what is real, she questions with Bernard at the beginning of this episode, right? Humans are real, and and they cannot be replaced. That's what Bernard says when Dolores says, what is real? And he says, what, that which cannot be replaced, right? Something along those lines. And so... Humans cannot be replaced. Not exactly. They can be cloned, maybe, but they can't be replaced with you know real humans. And so uh, you have to feel a little weird about that being human. You don't. I mean, this is like a Terminator Two situation here. You've got the robots uprising and killing humans. So now Dolores is the villain, and I feel like William be rooting for William. Man in Black is the good guy because William and Man in Black are the same now, right? Right. They've they've merged. Uh, so really a big flip. And now I'm rooting for man in black personally, at least at this point to go get to the bottom of this and, and, and round up these hosts. And, and it's weird cause he's playing against Ford or what we remember to be Ford, you know, however yeah. Ford has this Ford's kind narrative. of a bad guy too, right? So, yeah. I mean, at the, you have at the, to think. the first season though, I'm rooting for him to keep Absolutely. the park and, and we, keep control of the park. We love know, Ford from the board one, but Ford's the one that did this new narrative. He's the one that turned Dolores into Wyatt. Uh, and and all this chaos uh, really Just everything's was flipped over at his hands. So yeah. so we had Dolores Ford, good guys now are kind of the villains, and and Man in Black is is a good guy. Uh, also Bernard, I think you got to root for Bernard Bernard whoever this is. You know, I he he's been I think one of the most sympathetic characters. Yeah, uh, I really liked him before we we guessed and found out that he was a host. I shouldn't use guest. It sounds too much like guest, you know, like before <laughs> right, we yeah. theorized that he was really Arnold, a host version, but, uh, I've always liked him and I liked him when he found out, I felt bad for him that sure. his wife, his child, his all child that was all, uh, just, it yeah. was all memories, but yeah. based on Arnold. So we found out his life was a lie. I felt bad for him. And in this episode, you're rooting for him to not be shot to death because that's what they're doing. They're rounding him up like, like yeah. cattle and, and leading him to slaughter. So, I'm rooting for Maeve. I, I, you know, Maeve is Maeve is also doing some bad stuff, but she's not doing it uh, like Wyatt, right? She's right. not just a killing machine. She's doing what she has to do to get to her goal and find her daughter. Yeah. 
But but I'm on the fence with her. I'm, really? But yeah, Dolores is murdering. Yeah. Oh like, yeah yeah yeah. Maeve is is like she's sparing people, right? right Sizemore yeah. before she takes him on was just, she was just going to leave him. She may be not saving some people, but yeah. she's not straight up like blowing people away, right? Right. So I like Maeve. I like Bernard, um, and I like Man in Black now, which yeah. is cool because I was and poor Teddy. He, yeah, I know Teddy. <laughs> Teddy, you just feel sorry for. I'm always rooting for Teddy. Yeah, but uh, Man in Black really in that. Uh, finale was the scumbag the way that he oh, turned yeah. into it's just such an evil person with Dolores yep. you root because we're rooting for Dolores at this point still and he's yep. still you know dragging her around punching her all this stuff so um, yeah I feel like we have to root for him so we'll see uh, before we before we wrap things up uh, we want to go to Reddit and, and talk about some fan discussion sure. some fan theories Brad what do you what do you have for us Oh, one thing I thought was notable was that um, the latter guy posted a few hours ago that we do know what the sixth park is, um, which you have pulled up right there, um, called Raj World. Apparently, there was some a some online Easter ARG. Eggers. Yeah, during I guess during one of the uh, trailers during the Super Bowl, there yeah. uh, another user called Eight Bits uh, split some images apart and went to uh, DelosDestinations dot com and found out. Um, there's a place called Raj World. Oh, that's interesting. And and for those of you that aren't subscribed, definitely do it. So you go to the Delos website. Uh, did you say it was Delos World? Uh, DelosDestinations.com. Sorry, Delos well. Destinations. So yeah. go to Delos Destinations and sign up for their newsletter. You will actually get emails. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you already know about this. But if you don't, it's really cool. They send you emails like you are a guest or like you are a visitor to Delos or to Westworld. And they they just send you things from their point of view. like. Oh, this, you know, let's just say, for example, this new park opened today, or, oh, we had some issues going on at the park. And it's, it's just really cool. It's an augmented reality type of thing where it's, you go down the rabbit hole where you go to the website, they give you clues. Sometimes you can find secret links and things to click on. That's how we found Elsie at the end of last season broadcasting that distress signal. So definitely go to DallasDestinations.com. Also follow at Westworld HBO on Twitter. Uh, if you go ahead and you follow them and retweet one of their tweets that I'm sure they have pinned, they will actually uh, tweet at you. It's like an automated system, but they'll tweet at you with uh, photos and other type of augmented reality type stuff. So it's really cool. Um, that's neat. I actually hadn't been through it this season, and so I didn't see that about the extra parks. Yeah, so what we know, um, for based on the movie, of course we have Westworld here, and as you discussed on the 1973, I think you said, movie, yeah. uh, we had Roman World and Medieval World with the sequel that was Future World. So there's four of them there. And as we know from the finale of season one, um, we're guessing it's called Shogun World yeah. or Samurai World is something yeah. we tossed so around if they too. So if they keep with the medieval part and the Roman part from the first one and they keep with Future World from the sequel yeah. plus the West World that we know from those in this, then yeah, the only one left is if there is a Raj World that they tell you about, then that would make six if we're keeping in that six parks if there's not more right uh, maybe jurassic park jurassic, is park seven i was gonna say that next is the <laughs> fact that both jurassic park and westworld were created by michael crichton it's hard not it's, to <laughs> draw a comparison since it would be so cool if jurassic park was canon i think that like would why be, wouldn't it be it'd be a little cute is yeah. the only thing i would say you know, this, it's this, on an island yeah i know well obviously michael michael crichton had a thing for theme parks rest in peace he made some amazing work some great books jurassic park is still one of my favorite movies oh, of all for time sure. But it's about an amusement park where the attractions go crazy and kill people. If you think about it, it's the yeah. same. It's the same. Uh, not 
beat for beat plot wise, but but it follows very similar beats where instead of yeah, uh, not mechanic- necessarily crazy, but being you know monster, not I don't want to say monsters, but you know creatures that yeah, you know should be habitat, you know in habitats like that. Yeah, so. it's so it's very similar. So right, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously Westworld was was first from from seventy three, but he wrote Jurassic Park after that, and uh, there are very very many similarities there. So. <clears throat> Some reading, some homework for you if you haven't already. I would say watch the 1973 Westworld movie written and directed by Michael Crichton. You can watch the sequel, Future World, that came out a few years later. Not as good as the first one, but there may be some clues in there to discover. If you're a huge Westworld fan that, that just can't wait week to week, like that's at least something to fill the time and get you some more of the mythos of the Westworld universe. So uh, you can you can watch that one. Uh, also, uh, there was a short-lived TV series, which I did not see, but I, I think, is it Future World or was it the Westworld TV series? We were reading about it. When we looked it up, I think it was also called Westworld, but it had like a Westworld. subtitle. Okay, I, a very I short-lived yeah. series. Again, I haven't even found it or, or been able to it watch it anywhere, 80s. but you can maybe dig that up. Uh, but, but as far as joining the discussion, like I said, feel free to email us. You can email us uh, at theshowspoilers at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and tweet at us, DM us. That is at all the spoilers there. Um, but but also you're going to look at Dallas Destinations. You're going to look at HBO's uh, official Twitter for Westworld, which is Westworld HBO. Also, don't forget, follow the guys over at Shad on TV. That's at Shad on TV on Twitter, ShadonTV.com. Uh, join the discussion. Tweet with us. Uh, you know, Tag us in some of your theories. That's what makes this show so fun. Brad touched upon it earlier. Uh, the reason that I loved it week to week and what Brad's going to experience now in season two is the theories, is yeah. the discussion. There's a lot of time between Sundays, right? right we got a yeah. whole week that we have to wait until this next episode. So what makes it so fun is hearing from the fans, hearing from the listeners of the podcast, and uh, going back and forth with them. So definitely follow us there. Uh, you can personally follow me on Twitter, at Kevin R. Brackett. Brad, where can they find you? You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. I don't really do much on Twitter, but I might change that in the near future. So Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your Twitter, just in case? <laughs> it's Heineken, H-E-Y-E-N-I-K-I-N. I see what you did there. Yeah. So follow <laughs> us. We'll, we'll tag them, of course, on this podcast episode that, that you'll, you're going to see on Twitter. So anything else you want to add before we get to uh, our episode two review next week? No, I think I'm good. I'm looking forward to doing a little bit more research and probably rewatch this episode again. I was hoping to do it before today, but... Uh, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it with Lost years ago, and I think this is going to be the new one that I'm really going to invest my time into. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. I think it's cool that we got your input on season one and what it was like to binge it, but you're going to be a part of all the fun, all the uh, <laughs> deep dives, all the crazy uh, tinfoil hat theories, as Raj and myself like to call them. Put on your tinfoil hat, and let's go for a ride here. So. That's all we've got for this week. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. That really helps. Uh, just just search for show spoilers. Also, there's a link in the description of this and all the episodes. But subscribe on iTunes. Leave us reviews. Tweet at us. We love hearing from you. We'll see you next week. See you, everybody.